Ken, that is a Fendi fact. I'm with the Hunter Max. Oh, this is custom made. Donatella sent me that. Yes, people, it is Monday, so it's time for your first chin check of the week. And as we do, we're gonna look back at the weekend's action. So there was LFA on Friday, UFC on a Saturday, and then Combat Jiu Jitsu on the Sunday. Mad fun, so let's go. LFA Fridays are always, it's always a good Friday people, it's always a good Friday And this week we had LFA 109 McKinney v Irizari I think I said that right, Irizari, I believe that's it, right So um, yeah, you know, as always Mike Kendall in the ring doing his thing And this time in the booth Joining Ron Koch, we had Laura Sanko and Cub Swanson, which was, uh, yeah, right, when, when you saw it, you're like, oh shit, how's Cub gonna do, and gotta say, Cub killed it, Cub was great, as well as these fights, we had six on the main card, I think we had six on the main card, yeah, we had six on the main card, and sometimes I don't know why I doubt myself, right? And yo, these <laughs> we had some wars in there. We really did. It started off with a battle, straight up battle between um some a couple of dudes very early in their career, you know. So we had um Michael Medina. Sorry, Manuel Medina even made his debut at LFA um, 89 and lost to Clayton Carpenter. But, you know, last week we saw how good Clayton Carpenter was, you know, but he came back at LFA 99 and beat Chauncey Wilson real early in that first round. You know what I mean? Grabbed a triangle. So, um, you know what I mean? He he's tasted those waters. Now he went up against Kevin Ferdinands, who was um making his pro debut. He'd been doing very well on his amateur career. You know, mixed in some Mai Tai fights, had some a lot of wins in the MMA frame. He actually made his um Debut for LFA at LFA 28, right? For, for in the amateur um, prelims. So it was like, oh, how is this fight gonna go? And gotta say, these two, they really, they really put it out there. They were going at it, going at it, man. It was, it was crazy, right? But I think the big thing was you could see the. Uh, Medina had the advantage on the feet And when I say had the advantage I say he had the crisper striking But The difference was I feel um, Ferdinand He Mixed things up He varied his attack He was putting in kicks 
he was and mixing those kicks up body calf just leg inside outside you know what I mean striking the body striking the head he was mixing up his attacks which then left Medina wondering and it opened it up so uh, Ferdinand could get to takedown so he tried to take down in the first early in the first round but Medina was able to stuff it was able to stuff it and um yeah Medina landed on top right but but you know later in that round Ferdinand was able to get the takedown he was able to get the takedown and um just kind of you could see that he he was doing a very good job right he was landing some heavy hammer fists and Medina couldn't get up so we went into the second round right and again they were throwing shots at each other and uh Ferdinand he gets the takedown gets the takedown and controls Medina on the ground Right, so in the third round, Medina, he, he knew he had to do something. So he came forward, came forward, and he was keeping at a distance, which was working for him. You know, utilizing kicks. Um, no, he wasn't utilizing kicks. He should have. He was using his footwork, right? But his heavy hands were, he was landing. He was landing. But Ferdinand's. You know, he he used the kicks to get the distance back. Used those, landed some nice um, shots, shot in. Medina defended the first, right? Fernandez, he then hits a um, spinning wheel kick, head kick, you know, which were like, oh, nice. Medina's he's throwing some big shots, throws an uppercut, but... In doing so, he allows Ferdinand to get inside, get that body lock, and he was able to get a hard fought takedown. And once it got to the ground, it was done. Because we saw Medina, he just struggled getting up. Struggled getting up. So it wasn't a technical it wasn't a technical war, but it was it was definitely a fun one. Both guys really looking to put it out there, you know, and I think what it showed, you know, it, it showed that a varied attack is always a good thing to implement to open up what you really want to do, you know, so I, I think, um, you know, Ferdinand, he can definitely improve his striking, but this was his first pro fight, remember, and Medina... Heavy shots, for real, heavy shots. But he he needs to add the kicks. He needs to change the levels, or at least faint at changing the levels. And, you know, maybe this was an off night, but definitely needs to work on getting back to his feet. You know? Definitely needs to do that. But a fun flyweight fight, no doubt, people. 
So we then had <laughs> we then had a lightweight clash between Caleb Hall and Jafobi Jones, and these two, whew, these two did not like each other. <laughs> they really did not. Oh my god! <laughs> they didn't touch gloves, and they were just barking. They were barking. Now, so before they fought, both. You know, had kind of entered a war of words. Howard called Jones's team, you know, a bunch of amateurs. He'd insulted, uh, f- you know, the, the camp, all of that shit. So, I mean, it, it was now, a, you know, I mean, it is that time to kind of show and prove, right? And, yo, Jones, whoo Jones proved, you know what I mean? And he showed, right? Came out, took the center, like backing hall on the fence. They were exchanging some shots. But uh yeah, Jones, you know what I mean? He gets a takedown. Second attempt, but he stayed with it, got that takedown, and he's very heavy on top. Now, Hall, right, he landed an up kick early, right? But Jones was not to be denied. And um, even with Hall throwing up some attempts at arm bars, you know, Jones, he, he just wasn't going to fall into that trap, man. He wasn't going to fall into that trap. At the very end of the round, Hall gets up, lands one, and whew, he threw another one after the buzzer, which Jones... Avoids, which was very lucky because yo, the judges were not playing. <laughs> yeah, no, the ref, I should say, was not playing. And I imagine if dad landed, who would have lost the point? But it, it that kind of gave us the template. You know, in mean? that first round, it gave us the template, like in the first fight on the card, right? So Jones. Once he gets it to the ground, he's controlling it, and and that's what we saw. He got an early takedown in that second round, right? So he he did that, controlled it, was hunting for a rear naked, which he couldn't couldn't get the rear naked, but um, you know he was able to control things. Now I would have thought, right? Is he was looking to get the arm underneath the chin. And what we have seen many a times, people tapping from a, a neck crank, right? Or you just on the jaw, just cranking that grip. So he probably should have got he probably should have done that. But this is only his second pro fight. So I think we can give him the little, you know what I mean, the, the little slips and whatnot. And then in the third round, in the third round, they were, um, yeah, you know, Hall was keeping it standing. He he was keeping it standing for a bit. But, you know, it's just going back and forth. And Jones eventually gets it down, gets it down, dropping elbows, all of that good stuff. And he wins the fight. I uh, hate there was one point during it, and um, they were just talking to each other all the way. And who's on the floor? 
And he's calling Jones a pussy. Calling him a pussy. I've got to give it to Laura Sanko because when they're just like, um, what did he just say? Uh, and I think it was uh, Rome was just a bit like, oh, I'm not sure we could. And Sanko's just like, you know what? We're on fight pass. Doesn't matter. He called him a pussy. <laughs> oh, man. It, it, was, it was funny. It was funny. They did shake hands after the fight, which is good. Because, I mean, it wasn't a close fight, right? Jones won that fight, right? So, Hall, he, he can't deny that, right? And I I think you only grow if you could admit. You can admit, I, motherfucker got me. Now it's time, go away, practice, you know, improve on those things. And get better, right? But yeah, from what we saw, whew. Jones got a very nice win to take himself to 2 0. Yeah, fun fight. Fun fight for sure. And um yeah, it's it's funny. We had like three fights back to back which were kind of similar in how they went down. So we went back to the flyweights in our next outing, and this time it was the ladies. Right? So we had um Jerrica Traz. Who is making a second MMA fight <laughs> Yeah, literally a second MMA fight Second pro fight Against Kai Bennett Who, um, you know She was 1-2 and two going into this But she's, she's fought, you know, some tough opponents Right? She is. It's not like she's... Um, you know, bad or anything like that. Fought um, Elef- at Bellator. You know, f- those three fights were at Bellator. So she she definitely got it in her, but she hasn't. You know, because of Corona and everything like that, she hasn't fought for um a couple of years, right? Which I have to say definitely made me wonder going into this fight, right? Because that amount of time off. I think it's fair to say that, you know, uh, a fighter might have a little rust, right? But, man, Bennett, Bennett looked good. Bennett looked good, right? She was having some heavy, you know, heavy, 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 solid combinations. Heavy, solid combinations. Got um, Ferez... Two defense got a two defense. Um, now, Cherez she she hit a nice left, right? But Bennett was able to um, bundle her back, right? She Bennett was a, a very good job of stifling Cherez's game. You know that's what she did. Get it, get it in close. A lot of dirty boxing, short hooks, short shots. You know, that's what she was implementing. And it worked. It worked for her. Right? Um, And she gets it to the ground. Gets it to the ground. Gets into half guard. And was controlling. You know, know, Cherries just didn't... It didn't really look like she uh, was very versed on the ground. She was struggling when it came to that. And so... 
what we saw for the rest of the fight. You know, Bennett looking to close the difference and get the fight to the ground. Now, when there was space, when there was space, Trez was landing some good shots, right? But Bennett gets it down again in the second, controls it. Now, in the third, Trez came out, came out like you would want someone in her position to come out, right? Landing big shots, right? Doing a very good job of keeping it to the distance, doing work. And there was a point, and you're thinking, fuck, is Trez going to turn this around? Is she going to get a stoppage? But she got a little too overzealous, right? Little too overzealous and allowed Bennett to get a grip. Allowed Bennett to get a grip and get her down. Right. And as soon as that happened, you knew where this was going. Right. You knew Bennett was going to win the fight. Right. And that's what happened. But gotta say, in space, you know, Terrence looked really good. She looked really good. Really solid So she just needs to work on You know, getting back up Right, she needs to work on that ground game Now, as I said, this was only a second pro fight So I think you you can easily be like Listen, yeah, there there was flaws But Once she learns Once she she picks up that other stuff You know, she's going to be Great, because she's, you know, she comes from a Mai Tai background, so that was the thing, she had good kicks, she had some good striking, but it was just the fact that she couldn't get up off the, off her back, right, so once I think we see her, you know, a few fights, she's going to be working on that kind of shit, we're going to see a dangerous fighter, because the power in her hands, whew, that was something, that was something, but yo, mad props to Kai Bennett, because she implemented a perfect, perfect game plan for, uh, yeah, putting a kibosh on a, a known striker, so, hey, props to that, so after three good fights, three good fights that all went to decision, we then end the night with three finishes, you know what I mean, it was one of them people, so in the feature bout, we had a Hobson Jr. against Edward, Edwin Cooper Jr. at featherweight, and um, god damn, yo, this is crazy, so Hobson, he, he's a very Known decorated grappler Right, but He hadn't fought a load of big names Struggled to get fights So it was like, how was this gonna be He's challenged against Cooper And Cooper straight away He he didn't give Hobson any space Didn't give him any space Right So, um, yeah he, he, he goes straight at Hobson And he gets the takedown Hobson, he he tried for an arm bar and a knee bar, but Cooper he avoided those and was just man just raining down shots. 
and not taps. <laughs> These weren't taps. These were heavy fucking shots. He was just throwing those motherfuckers down, man. It it was some crazy shit. Now, what I thought it was a little a little unfair because granted, some of the ground and pound on the ground hit the back of the head. But here's the thing. There's a lot of times you will throw a shot and the you know what I mean the fighter has got his head in one position and at the last minute he moves his head turns his head so but if you, you you hadn't gone to aim at the back of the head the fighter moves the head right I, I, and I think you know that calling those is a little harsh right I mean you could say all right stand up or you know, give a hard warning, but ain't to to give a point straight away. It's a little hard. It's a little hard. So they stood back up. Um, Robson comes in, but Cooper, boom, gets another takedown. Gets another takedown, and um, yeah, lands more shots. Right, gets into mount, which is dangerous. But the round was just ending. Just ending, and you just you just think if there was more on the clock, the fight would have ended. So I kind of think that first round probably should be a nine-nine. Because although Cooper lost a point, he controlled that fight. You know? So we go into the second and Hobson, he's he wants to get it where he's strongest. So he comes and shoots straight away. But doesn't set the shot up. Doesn't set it up. So Cooper is able to stuff it. And, um, you know, he he transitions. Stuffs it. Transitions to the back straight away. Not looking to get hooks in. Just looking to damage. And he starts to throw. Starts to throw leather. Now there was there was a little warning. There was a little warning. So it's just like, is the ref gonna stop it or is he gonna take another point? But uh yeah, gets to the point where ref has to call the fight. Has to call the fight. Edwin Cooper, just tremendous win. Tremendous win. Hobson, I think it was just a bad start. Bad start in it, way too many shots. Way too many shots, and he he pl- tried to play that jujitsu game rather than trying to stand up, right? And if you tried to stand up straight away, might have been different. But he he stayed on the ground, and then he just ate shots. So then it gets to a point where it's just like ah oh, fuck, you know what I mean? Like standing up, it's dangerous, right? And he didn't know the best way to get back up. So, yeah, Cooper was just able to take control and do his thing. And it was impressive. Super motherfucking impressive. So, we then go from there. Great fight. Go from there to the co-main event. It's a bantamweight clash of Asgar Asgar against Justin Wetzel. So, Asgar, he was meant to fight in the UFC, but his opponent, um, no, actually it was Asgar, failed a medical, failed a medical, so the fight wasn't able to happen, 
and um, you know he, he he came back, came back to the regionals to get another big win, to get himself back in the the UFC essentially, right? Now, I'm gonna say Wetzel. He 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 wears like I don't know what the fuck it was, right? But uh you know, from the broadcast you find out okay, it's a Dragon Ball Z I computer thing. Like, where's that? And gotta say, it looks ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. It's a geeky motherfucker. But hey, let's be real. I ain't gonna fucking say that to Wetzel. <laughs> Ah, uh, uh, come on, man! <laughs> yo, walk up to the dude, be like, "Yo, what the fuck on your face, son? You look like a fool." No, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. But Justin Wetzel, okay, man, comes out with the leg kick, Asgar, you know. Hits a really nice jab that that stumbles Wetzel, right? Now, it's more he's off balance than it was a concussive shot. But, um, you know, definitely will give you pause, right? But Wetzel gets um, Asgard down with a right, lands a right, and then just pushes forward, gets him down. Right, Asgard... He's throwing up those up kicks, but Wetzel is able to avoid and implement a very heavy top game. Very heavy top game. Asgard manages to get up. Wetzel, though, he's throwing some big, whew, big shots. Gets the clinch. Has Asgard on the fence. Asgar able to extricate himself off the fence, but he's not throwing a lot. I think he's just worried. He's wondering about the takedown, so he's a little hesitant to do anything, which never great, right? Never great, because then it leaves you open, leaves you open, and Wetzel gets a takedown, gets the takedown. Right, but um, Asgard manages to get back up. He's coming forward to land, gets a clinch. Right, but you're just like, yo, don't, don't clinch. Don't you don't want it back on the ground, right? He does actually get Wetzel down, right? But you know, he 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 he's attacking Wetzel with the um, with the guillotine. Wetzel escapes. And he he throws up a triangle. Throws up a triangle that whew, man, it looked good. Triangle looked good. But we had the end of the round. So we go into round two. They're exchanging some leg kicks. Right? Asgard, he he's definitely coming to be a bit more aggressive. So that is good. You know, um, throws a nice right. Right? Wetzel gets a takedown, and as soon as Asgar hits the ground, because it was a heavy one, you saw him pull a face, right? Which always is a bit telling, right? That someone's done something. 
And man, Wetzel just unload to the ground and pound. And you just see Asgar can't do anything, which is interesting because we've seen Asgar be very good on the ground, right? So it was odd that nothing was happening. The ref stops the fight. Ref stops the fight. And Asgard, he's just on the ground. He's on the ground. He, he He's like, looks like he's in pain. So I think he did something. So it'll be interesting to see what happened. What happened. But huge win for Wetzel. Huge win for Wetzel. Especially once you heard, right? So supposedly he was on the shortlist for this new season of The Ultimate Fighter. But he didn't make it, didn't make the cut in the end, which are uh, tough, right? Definitely tough. And it just meant that he, he there was a month where he couldn't book a fight because he didn't know what was happening. So, hey, it's great for him to be able to get the win and just show, hey, I should be in the big show, people. That I should be there. And I think that's what that win does. You know, so tremendous win for Justin Wetzel. So we then go to the main event. Main event. So we have Michael Irizarry making his debut against Terence McKinney. Terence McKinney, who we have seen already, already looking pretty fucking spectacular. Right, so he made his LFA debut at 106, Silveri v Vienna. Um, that was in April this year. Right, beat Toninio Gaval. Right, quick, quick. <laughs> he 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 just hit that man head kick in that first round. Got the win. Right, so man, he looked sensational. He then, um, yeah, he's then making his next LFA fight today. And gotta say, right, this, this was another huge performance. Another huge performance from T Rex, right? So, um, Irari, you know, he landed a nice leg kick and jab from the giddy, but McKenna, you know, he, he came hard. Came hard. He threw a head kick, fell over. McKinney, you know, jumped on top, but yeah, sorry, Irari jumped on top, but McKinney's able to really just improve his position and end up taking Izari's back. You know, he doesn't want to do anything though, he wants to get back to his feet. Lands another head kick, he's pushing forward. Falls again while throwing another head kick, which I don't say is very problematic, right? Because I, I think McKinney, he does, he, he does go a little reckless, right? And against a better opposition, they're gonna make him pay for that. So he he rushes a little. He needs to calm down. He needs to calm down, and if he's calm. He's not going to fall over. Because he's only falling because he's rushing. And he hasn't got a solid base. Right? But in this fight, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Because he's, he, he falls, he gets back up. And then he's um, he hits two nice knees in the clinch. 
right? Then a nice straight. And Irazani, he, he wants a takedown. He, he's like, oh, it's not going well on the feet. I should take this shit down, right? But McKinney, he kind of blocks it and goes for a lateral toss. Now, toss, it doesn't fully work, but McKinney, he, he just explodes, ends up on top, and once he is on top, oh, my gosh, he, he's throwing shots, but not taps, Right, he lands a couple of solid shots. Then he kind of sits back and fires free that hit Irizari clean on the chin. Clean on the chin. Right, and Izari is out. Out cold. It was a huge win. Huge win for Terence McKinney. People, you got to give it up. Terrence McKinney did his thing. Now, after the fight, he did call. He did call for a call up to the UFC, which, you know, what I mean, listen, I, I, I definitely think he's got the talent, but he, he does need to work on not rushing. Definitely does need to work on not rushing. Needs to be a little calmer, and, and once that happens, yo, yeah, you you can see him doing some things up in there for sure. You know, he's fighting out of Jackson Wink, right? Which is a great camp. So, you know, I, I think McKinney definitely has what it takes. Just needs to calm down a little bit. Just calm down a little bit and it'll be all gravy. But um, definitely a fun night of fight, as we've come to expect from the LFA. The only pain of it all... Right, the only pain of it all. We now have to wait a motherfucking month for the next card. Right, gotta wait a month for the next card. Like, how insane is that? I mean, it's not. Right? But, I mean, we just come to expect shit, you know, nearly every week. So it's just like, damn. But uh, yeah, LFA one ten will be hitting on the second. Of July So looking forward to that And wondering um, What's going to fill that Friday night void I'm sure we will find something But uh, yeah LFA a 109 People if you missed it Go watch that shit right now Yo so um, Yeah that's it people UFC on ESPN 47, no, ESPN Plus 47, it's in the bag, right, and there were some, you know, there were some surprises this night for sure, there were some surprises, you know what I mean, some dominant performances, some comebacks, and we had what, four, four TKOs, four TKOs, right, out of 13 fights I say 13 because we did lose one We did lose one We unfortunately lost Tom Breeze And um, Arroyo You know what I mean It was meant to open up the main card But yeah um, I, I, I have a suspicion 
it might have been Breezy's anxiety coming back, right? Because I think we, I think it was in London that we lost one fight um, because of that. But it, you know, in recent times, it looked like he'd he'd sorted all of that out. But um, I, hey, it might not be that, right? It might have been something completely different. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, Tom Breeze against Antonio Arroyo didn't happen. So, yeah, we had 13 fights. It was Brendan Fitzgerald, Michael Bisbin, and Dominic Cruz um, on the table. And there was some back and forth. (laughs) It is always. Oh, man. Bisbin and Cruz are always just. Oh, it's hilarious. But, like, it, nothing ever comes across as mean-spirited. Like, hurt, trying to be hurtful, hurtful, you know what I mean? It's just those little jabs and swipes that you make. But we also get some insight, right? So it works. It's fun. And Joe, Martin, Joe Martinez was doing the announcing. So, yes. Whew. Man. Now, whew, as I said, look. There was dev- there was controversy on this night as well. So, hey, I think we might as well start off with a little bit of that. So there were two split decisions on the card, right? Um, the first was uh, the second bout on the fight, right? So we had um, Yosef, Yusuf Zalau against Sean Woodson. It was a featherweight affair. And this, it was a close fight. It was a very close fight. You know, Woodson, when he was in space, oh man, that jab was working very nice and he was landing very good counters. Salaldo, he was looking to get in close, not give Woodson that space. He's attacking with calf kicks, which was nice. You know, he was definitely hunting for the takedown a lot. Didn't get many, right? But he did in end the first round with a takedown. So he was very close, but you could go, all right, I think Zalau gets the first round. Second round, you know, calf, calf kicks from Zalau. Woodson jabs and counters. You know, I mean, it's just back and forth, right? But the big... Difference with this one, Woodson stuffed the takedowns, stuffed all those takedown attempts. At the end of the rounds, Allow comes for a takedown. Woodson grabs that neck, sinks in a guillotine, sinks in a guillotine, but uh, the buzzer goes, right? So we're into the third, and you're thinking, I, I think this could be one all. I think it could be one all going into the third, right? Which, hey, that's fair. That's how I had it. Now it's fast. Man, they were both coming in, both implementing their strengths, right? Zalau, he's going for those takedowns still, but can't get them. Can't get them. Woodson's event was on point, right? And in space, he's hitting... Some poof, some nice counters, man. The right hand was working. Um, 
Salau, you know what I mean? He, he showed some good movement. Showed some very good movement. All of that. But, but, here's the big thing. Here's the big thing. I think, um, Woodson ended the third round on top. Right? He ended the third round on top. And he, he he's landing strikes. Landing strikes. And I think that's a big thing, right? It's a big thing, especially for the judges. Because the round was close. It's a close round, but Woodson's stuffing all the takedown offences and then ends the round on top. So, look, Zalau was a bit like, huh? How did I lose that? But, uh, yeah, look, I, 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 I thought that he probably spent too much time hunting for the takedowns. Right, because he wasn't hitting them. Like he gets one at the end of the first, and then he gets caught with the guillotine at the end of the second. But that was basically it, you know. So I, I think getting in close was working, and the calf kicks. Right, but going for those takedowns and then taking the elbows and you know just all of that it wasn't a good visual. Alright, but um hey, super close fight. It was a fun fight too. Now our next split decision was our first heavyweight clash. Right? And um Yeah, this fight this fight was um people. I don't know what the fuck happened here. I really don't know what the fuck happened, this, it was just some baffling ass shit, this baffled the hell out of me, right, so yeah, Tanner Boza against Alil Latifi, so this fight was, I think for me, all about Boza's movement and his jab, two things that he was doing extremely well, now, Latifi in close, you know what I mean, he did land some stuff, right, he has a very nice short hook, right, hidden uppercut, he did that, but Bosa, Bosa was doing some very good work, very good work, and he's mixing up his kicks, right, body and head, you know what I mean, mixing up the jab, head and body, right, it's all very good work, all very good work, uh, so, you know, there was a point in the first round where, um, Latifi catches a kick, but Bosa showed very good, um, you know, movement to, um, avoid, now, he does go down eventually, but pretty much straight up, and he doesn't really eat any damage. But once he's back up, he's using the kicks and the jab at range to control Latifi. Right? So in the second round, in the second round, he Boza hurts Latifi. So Latifi turns around holding his eye, but you could see it wasn't it wasn't a poke, right? It, it was like either the knuckles or it was just it, you know, it was just a Good shot. It was a good shot. The ref realized and didn't call action though, so that was good. And Bozet unleashes shots. 
Latifi was able to survive, but um, Boza did really good work, really good work in that second. So we're in the third, right? In the third, Latifi comes out because he knows he needs, like, you'd think Latifi needs a finish to win this fight, right? But Boza, you know, he's back to that jab, keeping it at range, doing his thing. Latifi, he gets a takedown, gets, but does nothing, nothing with it. No ground and pound, you know? So you're just like, it's hard to count that takedown because he just does nothing. Like, I think Bowser's doing more from the bottom, throwing up shots, which, you know, it's never great, right? Just stand up. But when you're looking at what went down, you're just like, all right, Bowser won that fight. Judges gave it a split to Latifi. And, oh, my God. You're just like, wait, what the fuck just happened? It was crazy. It was the weirdest decision. I, I, I just think all judges involved need to speak to someone. Because it was appalling. It was appalling. And listen... It's, it's, it's not to say, you know, I'm not trying to shit on Latifi, because definitely he needed that win. So, props to Latifi, but Boza won that fight. Boza won that fight. It was, it was crazy. It was crazy. It, it wasn't, um, it wasn't all, right? Because we, we definitely, uh... We definitely have one more, oh, crazy moment, but we'll get to that a bit later on, but yeah, yeah, I have no clue, people, I have no fucking clue what the judges were thinking. So we have a few decisions on the night, uh, starting with our opening fight, which was Jordan Levitt against Claudio Palouse. Uh, it's a lightweight matchup, and, um, you know, I, I think this fight, there's a lot of potential here, right, both have had some very good fights in the, in the octagon, I mean, um, Palouse, he lost his first, you know, his debut, but next two fights, very good fights, Right, real good situations, and Levitt, you know, came from the contender series, and then just that, ooh, slam KO on Wyman, so yeah, definitely one that you're thinking, this is going to be a fun fucking fight, and, like, it starts off okay, you know what I mean, like, Levitt, he's attacking the leg, a lot of leg kicks, um, you know, Palouse, he's, um, he's doing his thing, he's landing strikes and all of that, but it, it's a, it, it doesn't seem the same Levitt that we saw in the previous fights, you know, seems very, a little lacklustre, and when Palouse, you know, he, he, he gets it to the ground a few times, doesn't really do do a lot, now they're scrambling all the time, but we're not really getting anyone trying to, you know, damage, 
right? Trying to damage, stop the fight. It, it's more grappling based. In the third round, you can see Levitt is tired. He is tired. Like, he keeps on shooting, but, I, you know, the takedowns aren't really coming for him. Like, you, it's surprising he kept on going to that well. And, you know, we, we have in the third, Palouse finally goes with some ground and pound. Finally goes with some ground and pound. You know, which are just like, alright, that's cool. That's cool. But, um, yeah, Palouse wins the fight, which, you know, you could definitely see that it was just coming. As I said, yeah, but Levette, not the same that we had seen. Not really what we were expecting. Not quite sure. No, like, I know he's just had a baby, so maybe that's just fucking him up, man. Or, or just, you know what I mean, lack of sleep and all of that. Maybe that was it. Because I don't know. So, we had a, a welterweight fight between Francisco Trinaldo, right? Who had made the move up. And a Muslim Salakoff. Right, so definitely a fun one, right? Trinaldo, man, Trinaldo was coming hard, but Salikov had some just great movement. Like, for a guy that, I don't know, I, he's not huge, huge, but it, you, you wouldn't look at him and think, yeah, that motherfucker is super agile. But Salikov... Was his movement was on point, and whew, he was landing some heavy body kicks. Oh my days! Heavy body kicks, people. You know what I mean? A good right, right? Oh man, it was it was great. You know, like Trinaldo. Hey, he he was going after um, you know the the left. He was landing a nice left, hitting some knees, you know what I mean? But it's all about Salikov and his, his movement and his ability to dole out violence, you know what I mean? He's definitely punished Trinaldo at the end of that first round. So, second round, and you have to give it to Trinaldo because he always came and brought it. Right, second round, he comes out with some pressure, but you know, it, it, Salikov, he he was just doing his thing, doing his thing. Wobbles Trinaldo with a right hand, nice right, but yeah, Trinaldo just man wouldn't back down. At a head kick that you're just like, damn, but yeah. Third round, Trinaldo, he's coming out looking for that big shot because he knows he needs a finish. Knows he needs a finish. Now, what is really interesting, right? What is really interesting in this fight is there is an eye poke. There is an eye poke. Um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing and what... What you know I mean is very important and it will relate to another fight, right? Is that the fighter took time, took the time because you get five minutes, right? 
And, and so Omi took his time. You know, before, and then he was just like, all right, it feels okay now. Let's go. Let's go. Right? So I, I thought that really big, really significant, really significant to another fight. But yeah, it, it was just Salakoff, man. Salakoff was able just to do damage. Able to do damage. Gets a takedown at the end of the fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just like, okay. Alright. Yeah. We, the, the winner of this one is pretty clear. It is pretty clear. And it was a very good performance. Now, when we're talking about very good performance. Oh my gosh. Right, so we had two Argentinian fighters on the card. Right, Santanigo Ponzanibio and Lorano Stratopoli. Right, I mean, it was one of them nights, right? It was one of them nights. It was a good night for one, not a good night for another. But uh, yes, let's we're gonna you know close this bit with those two fights. So our first fight, welterweight clash. We had Miguel Beza Caramel Thunder against the Argentine Dagger Santanigo Ponzanibio. So this one, it, it seemed like a fight of two halves. It really died. It, you know what I mean? Because the way this started and the way it finished. It's kind of shocking, right? But I think Ponsonibio, his last fight definitely did not go to plan. You know, he got finished after being out for a couple of years. It was a tough one. So he came out. Oh, my gosh. He came out with pressure this time. Right? But Beza, he's, um, yeah, he, he's working that calf kick. Working that calf kick nicely. Right? And Pontanibio, he's trying his jab, but early on, you've got to think that Beza's kicks are more effective than Pontanibio's jab. And you could already see that Pontanibio's legs were getting compromised, right? Which, which you, you then noticed that the power from Pontanibio didn't seem as much. Didn't seem as much as it started off because... You know, he, he, he can't get a solid base when his legs are fucked, right? Though he did end the round, he did end the first round landing some good shots. So we're into the second, right? And, you know, Bezer, he he, um, he continues with those calf kicks, right? Throws in some front kicks and you're like, okay, stumbles Ponsonibio with a right. But here's the thing, Ponsonibio ain't about to give up. You have to fuck Ponsonibio up to stop that motherfucker, right? And he just kept on coming. Kept on coming. Landing some good jabs, some great counters. You know what I mean? He was bringing the heat. Started throwing his own leg kick. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> Your legs are fucked. How are you? What are you doing? Right, then in the third round, Pontanibio, you know what I mean? He, he's just bringing it. He is bringing it. 
right? He he knows he, he needs to come forward and keep that pressure on. And that's what he does. Like, Baser's using his jab, but, man, he, 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 he stopped kicking for the most part, which is just like, wait, the kicks were working so well for you. That was a great, that was your best weapon. Like, your hands were okay, but the kick was where you're getting it done. So when he stops kicking, whew, I mean, it's just allowing Ponzinibbio back into that fight, right? And Ponzinibbio is just like, okay, hold my beer. And he's coming with the pressure now. Coming with the pressure, just letting it go. Man, hitting some huge shots. Huge shots. Baser, he's, he's throwing more towards the end. It is crazy. It's back and forth. It is balls to the wall. But, and you're kind of like, I don't know what the fuck happens. I don't know. Who took that one? Right? It, it, it was just one of them fights. But you're kind of thinking, did Ponsonipio steal this shit? Yo, because the way that fight started, you just thought Bazers had it. Those leg kicks were working. But yeah, stop doing the kicks. He 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 slowed down. Right? And Ponsonibio just kept on keeping on and got himself not even a split. A unanimous decision. Santiago Ponsonibio, man. That was a sensational comeback, right? So then, you know, I said two Argentinians doing it. So next we're at middleweight, right? Strapapoli had moved up and, uh, you know, Roman Dalazid had come down. So this was his second outing at middleweight, right? And... This fight, people, I mean, it wasn't the prettiest of fights, right? Strapapoli, you know, he's attacking the legs, but Dalazed, he's, um, yeah, all about those takedowns, right? Strapapoli's getting up, but, you know, Dalazed was taking him down or just sticking him in a clinch, and working that dirty boxing from the inside. You know, that basically was this fight, right? Dolazad, you know, he, he, he was just doing his thing, man. He, he was getting that early double leg takedown. And when Strapapoli got up, Dolazad just stuck to him. Just stuck to him. You know what I mean? It, it was just like, oh, okay. Because like, we've seen Dalazed in other fights be more flowing with his attacks and everything like that. This wasn't that. This wasn't that. But, you know, that close work, those takedowns, they just seem to be working. Right? Now, Strapapoli, he did stuff some. And when it's just on the feet, it did look like Strapapoli was doing some decent work. But... Dalazad didn't let him have that space. Didn't let him have that space and allowed him to just do his thing, you know? But, uh, yeah, 
it, it wasn't a pretty fight. <laughs> it wasn't a pretty, a lot of clinch work, but not a load of crazy. Like we've seen some great clinch work, but mm, you know, hey, it, it was enough to get the job done for Dollar Z, right? So he did what he needed to do, and I guess coming off a loss in the previous fight. You know what I mean? It was just probably like, hey, I just want to get a win. Don't care what it looks like, how it happens. I'm just getting that win. And that, people, that's exactly what he did. But, yeah, definitely a tale of two Argentine, Argentinian fighters for sure. So, remember, people, I said there was like a what the fuck moment. Hey, it, it came in um, one of the earlier fights. Right, came in one of the earlier fights. It was the, oof, I think it was the full fight of the night. Right, a lightweight clash between Alan Patrick and Mason Jones. Right, so um, you know Jones had made his debut earlier in the year. It didn't quite go to plan. Didn't quite go to plan, but it was a ferocious fight. Was a ferocious fight, so a lot of fun. And Patrick, you know, he like he's been around for a while, but he'd been on a bit of a, a bit of a bad patch, right? He he lost to Holtzman, lost to Bobby Green, right? So, you know, he he wanted to um write that ship, and hey, it started with. You know, Patrick, he, he was landing some good shots, right? Hitting some leg kicks, spinning back fist. Got a couple of those that worked. But Jones, you know what I mean? He's not backing down. Like, from remember the last fight, Jones will be in your face and he will be throwing hell at you. So he landed a very nice elbow coming out of the clinch. Woo! Very nice. And he he's pushing, starts to push Patrick back with his jab. Right? Starts to land that and then get a takedown. Get a takedown. He's landing some big shots, some elbows. Right? Patrick, he scrambles up. But Jones hits another takedown and just unleashes hell on him. Unleashes hell. So that's our first round. We go into the second, and um, Patrick he wants to close the space, but Jones, you know, what I mean? not letting him hits a takedown, and is um yeah just dropping pain on Patrick. Patrick he, he manages to get up. Jones lands a solid left, hands a solid left on him, but then ah there's an eye poke. There is an eye poke, unfortunately. And here's the thing, right? And when I say, what the fuck? Because, listen, as mentioned earlier, fighters get five minutes. Five minutes, and sometimes the ref gives them a little bit more, right? Sometimes the ref gives them a little bit more. But you have that time. You have that time to see how things are. And we've seen people get the finger to the knuckle. 
to the knuckle and they 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 take that five and then they can fight on now listen I'm not saying you have to or all of that but you think you take the full time you take the full time find out how shit's gonna be patrick basically say straight away he's like um nah nah i'm i'm, I'm done right we're just like wait what you mean like I get I've I've been poked in the I poked myself in the eye and not on purpose. You mean I just I didn't realize my finger was as close to my face as it was. That is the problem having no depth perception. But I digress, people. You mean look a, a poke in the eye is not fun for sure. But you'd figure someone would take the full time, or at least. At least half of it, Patrick, he, as I said, looked basically straight away. He was just like, nope. You know I mean, the doctor was called in and they just looked at Patrick and Patrick was like, nah. Nah, can't see. And the, like the, I think it was Herb Dean, right? The ref is just like, um, you know, he's trying. You know I mean, the ref is trying to give him, like, hey, are you sure? Yeah, sure, right? I mean, like, what do you want to do here, man? What, what are we doing? What are we doing? No, it was Chris Tyone, actually, right? Um, But, yeah, Patrick was just like, nah, I'm out, I'm out. And he was getting fucked up, right? He was getting battered in there. And you kind of feel that, I mean, listen, I'm not saying people cheat or anything like that, but it did seem that Alan Patrick took an easy way out of a of a night which didn't seem to be going his way. I don't know. I you know, I'm I could very well be wrong, but that's what it looked like. It it, it looked like that. You know, but hey, he was the one that got poked in the eye. I granted, I give him that. So you know, hopefully it wasn't that. But um, yeah, the fight had definitely turned and turned in a very bad way for Patrick. But uh, yeah, it, it was a bit of a shocker. It was a bit of a shocker that one for sure. So the card did end up with three LFA standouts making their debuts, but. When it all started, you know what I mean? We we had two. We did we had two. We had um Kamala Kirk and Gregory Rodriguez. So let's look at those fights. So um the featherweight clash between Kamala Kirk and um Maquan Americani. So I think this this fight was it was an interesting one, right? So Amir Khani, he is no slouch, and he's got some great finishes, and he's fought some tough opponents. But um, he seemed a bit flat. Seemed a bit flat in this one. And Kirk, like we've seen what Kirk can do, and I think the big thing with Kirk is he's very composed, right? Very composed. So he kept that energy. Stuffed Americani's takedown offenses, and you know it was really going with the kicks, which was was working well for him. 
You know, his right hand was landing nicely. And look, Amir, uh, Amirakani got some takedowns, couldn't do a lot with them, right? Couldn't do a lot with them or hold Kirk, right? And he gets himself up and then lands some good shots to end, like, the first round. Third, second round, Kirk is just unloading with the kicks. And by unloading with the kicks, it just opened up his striking Loud allowed, allowed him to land some very good shots. Hit a jump knee that was nice. You know, he just doing his thing. So as said, look, uh, 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 uh he was he's trying to get this fight to the ground. You know, Kirk, he um he he goes with a guillotine. Mirakani's able to escape, right? But Kirk ended the round. Throwing his legs up, getting Amirakani in a triangle, extending the arm, right? And you're like, oh, shit. But uh, buzzer, you know. So we're in the third. And it, look, um, Amirakani's trying to get that takedown. Kirk, he's landing some very good shots. He's doing, he's doing his thing, leg kicks. And... Yeah, when Amirakani, he, he still hits some takedowns, but Kirk, he's fighting very well, looking for that guillotine, looking for that triangle, and when he gets back to his feet, he's punishing Amirakani, you know, ends the, ends the round on top after Amirakani tries to drag him down, Kirk lands on top and just, eh, landing shots, landing shots, Right, and out of it all, you could just see Kirk, he was the dominant fighter there, he he was the one, you know, it seemed looking to um, finish the fight, right, as I said, look, Amirakani looked flat, but, I don't know, was it really Amirakani looking flat, or just Kirk not allowing him to do what he wanted to do? You know, but all in all, very good performance from Camila Kirk. All right, the Jamarican, um, yeah, gets a great debut win. So, um, yeah, two LFA cats, as mentioned. The second was Gregor Rodriguez, Robocop. So he's fighting at middleweight because, you know, former. LFA middleweight champion. Now with his one, he was going up against a very fucking tough opponent. Right? Very tough opponent. That you did think, oh, this is a this is showing like Dusko Todrovic. Man, he, he's got an interesting style, right? The way he moves away from a shot. You're just like I wouldn't do it like that. That's dangerous, man. But he makes it work. He makes it work. He's very loose. You know, very loose and just uh, problematic. Right? I think that's how you might describe his style. Problematic. So straight away in this one, Todrovic gets inside. He's looking for a takedown. But it's Rodriguez that gets a very nice body lock takedown. For himself, 
Now, Trotrovic, he's able to get up straight away. But, man, Rodriguez is hitting some power jabs. Power jabs. And he's got a very fast one-two. Which, you know, Todrovic is rolling with the shots for sure. But the shots are landing, right? And it, it just really seems that, I don't know, Todrovic wasn't in his flow. Didn't seem to be that same, just, I don't know, seamless fighter, kinetic fighter that we've seen in previous outings. But yeah, Rodriguez, whoo. He he's doing his thing. He's doing his thing, people. And that was basically the fight. Rodriguez just kept on coming. He's got that. He is like Robocop, really, the way he comes forward. That methodical approach. Right? And you think, oh, he looks a little plodding, but he's not. You know what I mean? For you might think he's stiff, but the way he 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 just works those strikes, damn. You know what I mean? And he you know he gets a big takedown in the second round, doing his thing. Uh, it it is it just was not Todrovic's night. Really wasn't. Like um, yeah, Rodriguez. He he's just the one. Coming with the heavier shots, right? His body kicks were just like, woof, problem, a problem, you know? Like in the third round, Todrovic, he came out with a jump knee, but man, Rodriguez, he, he was hitting some great counters, hitting some great counters and just relentless. Uh, and, and that was, yeah, the, the issue in this fight. Rodriguez was relentless. <laughs> he, he, his programming system said destroy. And there was nothing. There was nothing that Todrovic could do to stop that. Right? I, I think Todrovic probably needed to sit down more on his shots. Did seem he was throwing heavier to in the third round. But by then, it was way too late. Way too late. And, uh, yeah, Gregory Rodriguez, a very good, you know, debut win, people. Very good debut win. So, um, yeah, not a bad night for the LFA boys. So, including the main event, we had four finishes. Four finishes on the night. And um, one of those finishes... Was the uh, flyweight bout between Ariane Lipsky and Montana De La Rosa. And, whew, people, wasn't the longest of fights, but this was, it was a fun one, man. So, um, yeah, like, it starts, De La Rosa using Jabwell. Lipsky is hitting some very nice combinations, Right, we had both ladies really looking for that opening, right? So they could land their damage. You know, Della Rosa, she's um 
she's stringing things together a lot better than we've seen in previous fights so she uses her strikes to get inside and grab a body lock takedown now it it was on the third attempt which again a, a big thing because in the past we we've seen times when Della Rosa can't get it and then kind of gives up Right, she might stay on you, but just gives up a little bit. There was no give up. There was no doubt. Right, I think that was the big thing in this performance. There was no doubt from Della Rosa, and whew, again, you know, she gets that takedown, and once she's on top, she is landing shots again in previous fights. We've seen De La Rosa in certain positions not throwing strikes, right? Looking for a submission or something, but just not doing the damage which she should be doing in that dominant position. This was not that night because whew, she's throwing. And Lipsky, like we've seen Lipsky on the ground, right? We've seen a user jujitsu, which is. Um, you know, good, but he, she's, she's not even trying to find something, right, she was just throwing, she was throwing from the bottom, which, I mean, sometimes you can cut your opponent, but it's just, you're not going to generate that power, right, so you, you want to stand, Lipsky spent more time throwing than she did trying to stand, so, yeah, De La Rosa ends that round on top, right, we then have second round, Lipsky comes out hot, but Little Reckless and De La Rosa is able to get the takedown, and once she gets that takedown, she's showing exceptional control, and as soon as De La Rosa gets into mount, it's a wrap, it's a rat. She's raining down elbows until the ref calls it. Oh man, it was brutal. Blood just woo. But um it it was probably the best performance we've seen from Della Rosa for a long ass time. Like when she first made her debut, she came in hot. Came in hot. You thought, oh shit, Della Rosa's gonna be a problem. But yeah, then I don't know what happened. It all went a little bit stale, right? She just didn't seem to find her flow. But oh, this was that old Montana De La Rosa. And that old Montana De La Rosa is a motherfucking problem, right? Is a motherfucking problem, people. All right, so, um, you know, next we're going to go to our co-main event. Which was the heavyweight Walt Harris and Marcin Tabora. And I, I think, look, when you've seen Harris fight, you know what's going to happen. And Harris, he came out hot. Oh my gosh. Harris came out hot and he was landing some ferocious shots. So, oh man, he really was. Just. Really putting a hurt on Tibora. Now, 
There was a moment early where Tybora, where like Harry sometimes gets too reckless, gets too reckless, and he allowed Tybora to get in close and get a grip of him. Now, Harris was able to stuff that takedown, right? Stuff that takedown, and then he continued to unleash hell. But again, little reckless, right? Allowed Taboro to get in close This time Not by the fence Right, not by the fence So He's ta- he, he's able to take uh, Harris down Right, so Taboro gets him down in space And then, you know, he's throwing those rabbit shots Those hammer fists Really just Stopping Harris from getting up Right Stopping him from getting up and, uh, you know, Tybor is looking for the back. Harris is trying to avoid it. But at this point, Harris looks a little tired. Looks a little tired. You know, he's doing some shit that you kind of think, oh, come on, man, you know better. You know better. But allows Tybor to get him in just not great positions. Not great positions. And Tybora is just throwing strikes. He's able to flatten Harris out. And at that point, you kind of figure, oh, this is it's done, man. It is done. And, you know, there's Harris. He's not doing what he needs to do. If you're flattened out, you need to roll on your back, right? You need to uh, avoid a change position. Because if you stay there, the ref is going to stop it. And that's what happened. You know what I mean? That's exactly what happened. The referee looked at it. Harris not improving his position. It's a wrap. Marcin Tabora gets the come from behind win. And it was come from behind because, yo, Harris came out like a buzzsaw. So you got to give Tabora props for doing that. And that's the second fight in which he's done it in, right? Because he did the same um, in that last one against the um, uh, Prince of War. That's what he calls himself, isn't it? Because I cannot remember his fucking name. But, um, yes, that dude. But, uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. I felt bad for Harris, but I don't know. What can you do, man? What can you do? He needs to... Definitely needs to work on his pacing And then just work on Getting up Right, getting up from those compromising Situations Hopefully he can do it Because I think When he get can get it all together Harris Harris has got the potential To go all the way But I don't know if he can get it back All together We will see We will see But I think one of the most impressive performances of the night. Oh my gosh, had to be. I think it was the third fight. The third fight on the card. And that was um Manion Fau against Tabitha Ritchie. Now, all props here you have to give to Tabitha Ritchie. She took this fight, I think, on one day's notice. And she took it upper weight class, so Richie has been fighting as a straw weight, but you know, she took this feather, this flyweight butt fight, 
But she was like, I it's my opportunity. Let me see what I can do. Because, you know, once she can get hold of you, oh, it's a problem, right? So she, she took that gamble. And it was a tough gamble, right? Because Marion Fanu, we see on her debut, she was a savage. And... Yo, savages don't stop, baby Savages do not stop So what we saw in that first fight Fanu loves a sidekick And that shit continued She was really letting those go Throwing some leg kicks She's keeping the fight at range Which is smart But she had the reach advantage Right, Richie was trying to get inside, but Fanu is just nasty, really coming with some horrible strikes, man. Body kicks, head kicks, a lovely right counter, right? She landed a big right down the pike that, oh man, looked to, you know what I mean? I wouldn't say it wobbled Richie, but it made her think, made her think. Now, Richie... As I said, props to her, but she kept on coming forward, kept on coming forward, landed her, her own, you know, good right, right, but I, it's just for new with the size, because you could see they were a different weight class, you know what I mean, it was so evident in there, and for new, whew, she let those hands go, let them go, landing great combinations Against Richie on the fence, man. Oh, it was brutal. It was a brutal. So we get into the second round. No slowing down from Fanu, right? She's exploding with that that range. You know, Richie. She does land some good counters, but Fanu. One thing that was crazy. She attempted a takedown, right? Which. I don't know if that's the best call, right? I don't know if that's the best call against a you know, jiu-jitsu black belt, a decorated black belt like Tabitha Ritchie. She doesn't get it, right? But does land some good elbows. Land some good elbows, man. And, um, you know, it, it's that right that was just on point. She puts Ritchie down and... Oh, just unleashes. Richie's eight manages to get back up, which was just heart, straight heart, man. And, um, you know, not the best. Not the best thing because Fanu was not going to stop. And she just kept on pouring on the pressure, the pain, the agony. Until the ref is just like, nah, this this just is not fair, and and stops the fight, stops the fight. But Richie, she was not looking for an out. She wasn't turning her back. You know, she was trying, and that that's impressive. That's impressive. So I definitely want to see for new. I mean, Richie. At a natural weight, you know, uh, next fight, straw weight, I think we're going to see a different Richie, but Marion Fanu, I'm going to say this, right, right now, now it's early days, but 
I think she might be someone that could challenge, right? Could challenge Shevchenko. You know, I, I, when you look at the, 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 you know, the challenges for Shevchenko in that division, there's not many people that you can go, oh, I think they could beat her. But I think for Nu, if she continues on this vein, I think she will put up a very good performance. I don't know if she's going to win, but I think it will be a good performance. Right? So, um, you know what I mean? We'll see what happens. Now, there is word that um, Suarez is coming up to the flyweight division, which now, <laughs> you know what I mean? She, she's going to be a problem for sure. But yeah, right now it's all about Fanu and she looked incredible. So as I said, look, there were four TKOs, right? And that does include the main event. Right, our main event, Jazzinho Rosenstrack against Augusto Saki. And hey, both were saying the right things leading up to this fight. Both were saying the right things. So it was just like, okay, what's gonna happen, man? What's gonna happen? Now, both came out, right? Both came out and they looked like they were respecting each other's power. Yo, neither were looking to rush in and get caught, which, yeah, definitely a smart thing, right? Definitely a smart thing. Now, Saki, he he he, he landed some good leg kicks. Rosenstruck, he was trying to catch the kick, right? Um, you know, he get he got off some counters, but you know, Saki was able to avoid things, so he he's moving a lot. He's circling. Not necessarily circling the right way, but you know what I mean. He he he's moving, right? And at, for a while, Rosenstruck just seems to be following, right? He, he he's trying to trap Saki on the fence, but you know Saki is just moving out the way, right? So that's that's what it's looking like. So you're thinking, all right, you know we're getting this feeling out process. So. Second round, I think they're going to understand the flow of things and we'll see some engagement, right? Well, no, we didn't have to wait that long because you heard the 10-second clacker and that seemed to be it, right? So, Saki, he was moving. And the crazy thing is, Bisping had said what would happen. You know, that he thought that Rosenstruck should throw a left, right? Because the way that Saki was moving, throw the left, Saki will then move, and Rosenstruck can then hit him with the right. And that's what happened. Rosenstruck, he lands a right, and he came over the top. He's sorry, he landed the left, came over the top with the right. Saki goes down, and that is all she wrote, all she wrote, people, which was crazy, right, because there was a second left in the goddamn fight, right, it was kind of similar to the Overeen win, but, uh, yeah, Jacinio Rosenstruck is back on those winning ways, and, um, yeah, I'm very unfortunate for Augusto Saki, man, but, uh, you know, 
not bad. Not bad. Well, I mean, w- once we got to it, you know what I mean? Once they engaged, whew, it's a problem. It was a problem. So, um, yeah, not a bad card, people. Not a bad card. The fight of the night, and yeah, I definitely see it. Santi- Santiago Ponsonibio against Miguel Beza. Because, whew, that was one hell of a fight. The performances went to Marcin Tabora for his stoppage of Walt Harris. And then Jarzinho Rosenstrike for his stoppage of Augusto Saki. So, yeah, that's it. That's it. We are all done. But now it's time to look forward to UFC 263. Oh, my gosh, people. Man. That's, uh, yeah, I cannot wait. So, uh, we will get into that on Wednesday, people. But, um, yeah, that is it. The right side of the brackets opened up with a shocker. A shocker. We had Nick Ronan against Martin Gonzalez who had come through the um the qualifications right uh on the previous day so this was you know I mean it was a, it was going to be an interesting fight because we'd seen in the previous um combat jiu-jitsu I think the, it, it was the December one maybe hmm I think it was that one or maybe uh, the one earlier in the year I forget, but yeah, Gonzalez, he's a problem, man, he's definitely a problem, and in the regular time, right, I think Gonzalez was the one landing the strikes, landing the strikes, Ronan was trying to, you know what I mean, get in on some, on some moves, a, a slick entry on the leg at one point, but Gonzalez Count was able to counter and then just rain down strikes. Ended, you know, the regular time with him dropping bombs. But we're going to overtime, right? And, um, you know, Ronan Sarah BJJ. So we know how fucking skilled that motherfucker is. And so, yeah, in the overtime, um, he, he takes the back. Right, Ronan starts off, takes the back, gets a body triangle straight out the gate. Right, and he's you know what I mean he's not pushing it. Right, he he he's taking that you know calm approach. Gets the arm under under the chin, and Gonzalez has to tap. Right, so you're like, oh shit, outstanding. And he did it in, I think, like, uh, fuck. I think it was, like, one minute, 15, one minute, hmm, one minute, 14. I think that was the time, right? And uh, so you're just like, okay, well, I think Ronan's got it. I think Ronan's got it. And especially because, right, Gonzalez took the back as well. Right, if if Gonzalez had gone to a spider web, I'd have thought, oh, that's that's enough time for uh, Gonzalez to to get a possibly tap. But when it's the back, 
right? I think a, a lot of times you see the back, it can take a while, it can take a while to really get that. But, man, right, he, he got his hooks in, but, uh, you know, Ronan, he was, uh, you know, looking to, you know, be, like, just spinning out. But Gonzalez repositions himself, gets, oh man, get get gets, uh, you know, it belly down, and as that's happening, he's sinking his arm in, gets the tap, gets the tap in a quicker amount of time. It was just like, oh shit. Right, there's this always fire when when someone gets a tap at the top and then someone else has got the opportunity in the bottom, right? It is oh my gosh, the anticipation, right? You're on the edge of your seat watching what might happen, and that whew, that sequence was just oh fuck. And the problem is. In the UK, this is late at night, right? <laughs> Watching this shit late at night, so you're being boisterous and shit, and you're like, ah, fuck, you know what I mean? Better calm down. The neighbors, man, the neighbors, but yo, that was crazy, and that's just what a way to open up the bracket on the right side with that fight, right? So, um, we then, right, if you think that was crazy. We then went in to um, Jacob Boyson against Derek Rayfield. And the interesting thing about Rayfield this time, no Spider-Man gee, right? Rashguard even, no gee. Um, yeah, no Spider-Man, you're a Rashguard. I'm like, yo, homie forgot his cape. You know what I mean? I'm like, how is this going to go? We always see Rayfield in some comic book inspired rash guard. Some fire rash guard. So it's just like, oh shit. Is this going to affect him? Is this like Samson losing his hair? What the deal? Um, No, no it was not. <laughs> damn, damn, damn. Right, Rayfield goes for an arm um arm drag, looks right, um looks like uh Boyson was gonna end up on top, but Rayfield he, he manages to shift his position and um yeah, move and he gets top position. Right? So you're just like just that little sequence, you're like, oh get Oh, because when someone goes for a takedown and ends up, they end up on bottom, it's like, oh, shit. But, uh, yeah, that is always fun to see it look like it's going to go wrong and then the person reposition and, and, and get it back, right? So, right field on top, and he starts to land some strikes. Whew. Rayfield came, well, I should say Rayfield didn't come to play. Right, Rayfield is landing strikes. Boyson manages to get up. Rayfield, in an exchange, grabs the neck. Boyson, um, he slips out. 
Rayfield goes, um, Rayfield goes, uh, you know, they, they get it down, Rayfield goes for a rubber guard, and into a dead orchard, oh my days, oh my, like, sometimes you see a transition that is just, whoo, just like motherfucking butter, right, just like motherfucking butter, and, um, yo, and not crunchy peanut butter, people, this was smooth and slick, like, whoo, and, uh, yeah, gets the tap, yo, <laughs> yo, I'm saying, though, that, oh, that was some fire-ass shit, that was some fire-ass shit, people, trust me, oh my gosh, yeah, that was, that was super fun, super fun, so we go from there, um, now, so, that the other standout fight in, um, the first round on the right had to be the last one, right, Nathan Orchard against Patrick Carballo, oh, fuck, Right, and remember, Orchard, like Rayfield, 10th planet, right, so, um, I don't know, you wonder if there was any com- competitiveness in, uh, what, what was gonna go down, right, so starts off with a little hand fighting, um, Carbolo, he pulls guard, Orchard attacks the leg straight away, Carbolo, I mean, he's trying to, uh, Defend with um you know a triangle, but Orchard implements and um gets the uh, gets a toehold. It was just like what? <laughs> it was just it was super fucking fast. Like one minute eighteen, and it is over. One minute eighteen and it's over. You're just like, what the fuck just happened? What the fuck just happened? This you mean Carbolo? Like when he, you know, he, he looked like he might grab that triangle, right? You thought, oh shit, nice. But uh, yeah, it just wasn't happening. Wasn't happening. But yeah, you know, Nathan Orchard, as always, looked. Tremendous Look tremendous We In that You know First round as well We also had a fun Match up between uh, Danny Stolfi And Todd Walling Right Which um, Yeah Stolfi Grabbed a knee bar Kind of just over Halfway through But Yeah Lot of Fun So that was our First Round people Our first round and you know, I mean, just thinking of some of those matchups for the quarterfinal. Ho ho ho! You just knew we were in for some fireworks. All of the quarterfinals were fun, right? They, I mean, it's the quarterfinals, right? So you're at that point where, yeah, everyone knows what time it is, but it opened up. Ho ho! Opened up with a fire matchup. We had Jim Eilers against Roberto Jimenez 
and um yeah Ailes he he nearly gets a a trip takedown but Jimenez you know what I mean no he he avoids that he then attempts a flying triangle which you're just like what <laughs> what it, it was crazy it was crazy you're in for fun as fuck fun as fuck and you is 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 great when you see people taking those risks and i think that's what you get when you know there's no points right when, when there's no points when it's a submission only competition it frees people up to be creative. And we saw some creativity on this night, people. We really did. Right? So, um, Ayla's, he goes for something. Right? He, he, I don't know really what it was. It didn't look as close. But, he, he, I mean, he's just like, all right, all right, if you're going to do that, I'm going to, I can do some jumping shit. And he jumped, tries something, doesn't quite go. Right? But yeah, oh man Um, So, uh, yeah Ayla's, you know, he looks for a leg But Jimenez um, Oh, he makes a beautiful transition to the back Oh, god damn It it was just It was so slick So slick, right So goes to the back Then he's on top Right, looking at an arm triangle. Right, he lets go, can't find anything. Right, then uh, you know they stand up. Um, Jimenez, he he pulls a guard, goes to rubber guard, into a reverse triangle. Right into a reverse try. You're just like, yo, what, wait, what has he done? What is he doing? So yeah, uh, a reverse triangle, which you're just like, yo, that's some crazy shit. Some crazy shit right there. Um, extends the arm. Right, extends the arm, and well, actually, I would say, mm, yeah, no, no, no. He extends the arm first. Then he goes reverse triangle, right? Then he um, unleashes some strikes, right? Whilst the arm's extended, unleashes strikes, which gives him the opportunity to reposition his legs into a straight triangle. And that's all she wrote. That is all she wrote. Oh man, it was just the way it went down You're just like, oh my gosh (laughs) Oh my gosh What? What? Oh man, it was so fucking fun Just, I love this shit, man So, we then had a really, really fun match between Jay-Z uh, Calvaconte and Vincenzos de Jesus. So the regular time portion, it was just back and forth, man. It, it was back and forth, right? Jay Z, 
he attempted a flying armbar <laughs> at the start, man. Which oh, you're just like, oh shit, okay, that's fun, right? But and we got a, a few sit downs. We got a few sit downs. Every time there was a sit down, like um, yeah, Jay Z <laughs> lost the toss. Always ended up on bottom, but always was able to, you know. Make that position work for himself So um, there was that A a lot of reversals It was fun But it went to uh, Went to overtime And it was I mean it was so close It was so close Right So everyone Basically took back Right Well I mean in the first Both took back um, probably, I think Jay-Z may have held the, the back the longest, right, um, yeah, he escapes when, um, the Jesus has it, so we go into the second, both are super fast out, super fast out, right, so it's just like, oof, okay, um, then we, so we're in the third, so at the top, Jay-Z takes the back offs, right, so, uh, Day Jesus nearly escapes real fast, but Jay-Z is able to, uh, reclaim his grip, right, Day Jesus was looking to stand, doesn't, um, protect his chin, Jay-Z, boom, arm underneath, Gets the rear naked and it's a tap. So you're just looking at it like, oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. How is this going to go? Because um, has 33 seconds to um, get a submission. 33 seconds to get a submission. Well, 33 would... I. Mm, 33 would bring it to the clock, right? They'd have to add it up. So he wants to get 32. Well, probably he wants to get just super quick. And he, you know, he does a smart thing. He goes spiderweb, right? Goes spiderweb. But problem is, so he's looking for a, a crusher. And uh, Jay-Z was able to extricate himself. And he escapes super fast. Right, so just a fun ending to that whole thing because as a match goes, this one, whew, back and forth, just super, super close, super close people. Right, so um, we then have another, another Derek Rayfield special. So he's up against Martin Gonzalez. Right, so uh, Gonzalez shoots Rayfield. He he stops it and jumps. Um, jumps to guard, hits a body triangle. It goes to the ground, and Rayfield wraps a rubber guard. Wraps a rubber guard. Goes dead orchard, and doesn't get it the first time. Right, so you're like, oh, okay, well, what's he gonna do now? What's he going to do now? But he's just like, you know what? First you don't succeed. Try 
again, people. I'm rubbing in the Brewster shit. And so, yeah, brought those legs up again. Second time was the charm. Boom! Rayfield's second dead orchard of the night. <laughs> I mean, I mean, people. Two minutes, 28 seconds. It is done. So then our our last one, which was so fucking... Oh, man. Like, you, we just had all of these friggin' incredible fights. And you're just like, all right, all right. What's this last one going to give us? So I had Danny Stolfi against Nathan Orchard. And um, when I say, what's this last one going to give us, people? Oh, man, it's going to give us some enjoyment. That's what it is, right? So, Stolfi sits right away, right? Inverts. But Orchard, he attacks a leg, right? Then Stolfi goes for the back after um, Orchard spins, right? Stolfi is in mount. Orchard gets out. Stolfi attacks the arm with an arm bar. Orchard stands and is out. Right, so you're just like, oh, okay. Like, Stolfi, you know what I mean? Because you're thinking, this is Nathan Orchard, right? But Stolfi's holding his own. Stolfi is holding his own. So again, Stolfi sits. Orchard, he's um, looking for something. Lands, uh, lands some strikes. Stolfi is into uh, top position. Gets side control. Orchard stands. Drops for the leg. Right? Yes, yeah, stands and kind of instantaneously drops for the leg. Stolfi grabs the back to stop him making that full transition. Right? We should just like, wasn't that if you could grab? The uh, the rash guard, but uh, that's what you know. That's what he did. Grabbed it, stopped it. Smart. There's no one wants a motherfucker on their leg, right? So yeah, um, Stolfi tries for a rubber guard, which is interesting. You know what I mean? But you know, every, everyone knows the rubber guard now. But can you pull it off? You might know that shit, but can you implement it? Right. So um, yeah, he couldn't get it. Orchards up. Stolfi sits again, tries for the back, Orchard attacks the leg, and, uh, yeah, Orchard attacks the leg, and when Orchard attacks the leg, oh, 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 shit, motherfuckers better watch out, right, so, uh, yeah, he, he, he got a, a great heel hook, oh, man, great heel hook. Like, attacked one leg, went to the other. It is Dunsville. Whew. Boy. That was fun. And you're just like, oh, shit. When you realize what we then have in store for the semi-finals, people. Oh, you are salivating. Trust me. So, for the semi-finals, people, we start off with... Jay-Z against Roberto Jimenez, right, so, um, yeah, they, they, you know, he starts off the battling for dominance, 
Jimenez. Um, he's looking for uh, looking for the head, right? Can't get it. They sits down, right? Jay Z. He uh, he's on uh, he's on bottom because he always loses bottom when it comes to the sit down. You know what I mean? As I said. Hey, he's on bottom, but yeah, he, you know, he manages to do his thing, right? So they get up, right? Jimenez pulls guard instantly. And the crowd erupts, man. Because it's just it's just the way Jimenez does it. Right? It it, it there's no passiveness about it. It's an aggressive move. You know what I mean? It's an aggressive move because his guard is active as fuck. Right, so, boom, he's instantly looking for something, right, Jay-Z, he's, he's, you know, he's calm, he's defending, right, starts to, uh, you know, land some strikes, but Jimenez, you know, he's, uh, he's smart, man, he grabs a triangle, grabs a triangle, Jay-Z just able to escape, Right, they they're up. Jimenez, he um, does a beautiful duck under as Jay Z comes forward. Oh man, it was just like a smooth, just like whoop whoop, boom. Back, um, you know, he's on the back, and he he's goes um. Yeah, goes for a rear naked choke, right? Goes for a rear naked choke, we think, okay. But what he does that is real smart. Oh, man, and it's always interesting when people do it, right? He traps the arm, uses his leg, traps the arm, right? Attacks with some strikes, which then gets his other arm underneath the chin. Underneath the chin, Jay Jay Z can't defend himself, right? Because he, he's only got one arm, right? So he he's struggling, struggling. Um, but when you're in that position, right? To beat Jimenez, it's tough with both arms. When you've only got one, I mean, like it's 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 done. Stunsville people And yeah Has to tap Oh Roberto Jimenez in the final People So it's who's he gonna face Right we have 10th planet v 10th planet In the house Derek Rayfield Nathan Orchard So uh, yeah Starts off Rayfield he comes in Orchard Gets um gets the neck, gets some control, right, and he, uh, yeah, slips round for a, a reverse triangle, which you're like, ooh, okay, I get it, it was this crazy funky move, and then he has like this reverse full Nelson, which is like, wait, what the what is he what the fuck is this right so so he's got all of this now he was just like i don't know how he gets the sub but 
hey, it looks crazy. Looks crazy. But he transitions to a Kimura. Right? Rayfield is fighting it. Orchard releases the Kimura. And he's looking at the leg. Rayfield, though, he's, uh, yeah, trying for the back. Right? Trying for the back. And um, sweeps, sweeps Orchard with an Omoplata. Right, so you you just seeing some high level shit here, right? Rayfield is on top. Orchard grabs the leg, grabs the leg as Rayfield comes in for a slap. Um, which you're just like, oh shit, right? And yeah, he, he he's looking at a toe hold, but boom, grabs a knee bar, and it's. Done. So final, we have got Nathan Orchard against Roberto Jimenez, and people as a final, that's some fun ass shit. So as always, to give the uh, the final competitors a little time for some rest, we have some special fights, right? Now sometimes. It's not much rest because the fights can go quick, right? Which was the case this day. Uh, so we start off with Fedor Nikolov, the 10 planet dude. Um, now they said from St. Petersburg, but I don't know if that's St. Petersburg, Russia, or um, the, the one in the States because, you know, I, I'm assuming it's the one in the States, but. The way Nikolov comes in. Man, he came in stony-faced like I'm killing someone right now. So don't talk to me. Because I'm ready to fuck something up. That's that that's how he came on. No smiles. It was all business. So uh yeah, he went up against Bruno Antoneda. Right? And people. Man, so it starts off with a lot of hand fighting. And then Nikolov, he pulls guard. Pulls guard, inverts instantly, tacks the leg instantly, and pow, knee bar. It is done. I mean, it's just super fucking fast. Super fast. And then Nikolov stands up. There's no celebration. It's just like, yeah. That's what I came here to do. Now get out of the fucking way. I'm going to go kill someone else out back. <laughs> That's what it was like. You're like, oh shit. It was all over in 51 seconds, people. That's how fast that one was. So, we then have PJ Birch against Jorge Tax. This one went a little longer, right? So, you know. They're exchanging some entries, but Barch, he gets a body lock takedown. He's on top, gets out of um, out of uh, Tax's guard. Um, you know, Tax, he, he's looking to escape, gives up his back. It's just the thing you do not want to do. Man, gives up his back. And, you know, obviously, when you see a present, you're going to take it. Barch, he's on it. He's looking for that rear naked. 
he's on the chin, on the chin, so we're going to get a, ch- a crank, you know, he's doing that head crank, but slips under, slips under, and once he slips under, you know, that is it, that's it, boom, tax has to tap, 3 minutes 30 seconds, whew, yeah, that that those were your special fights, people. <laughs> Super fast. You know what I mean? Like so much for the rest, guys. So now we are at the final. Nature Nathan Orchard against Roberto Jimenez. And um yeah, this was a frenetic start. Whew. Lot of energy up in that, right? So Orchard, he's he's looking for an arm drag, but Jimenez, he's able to um, dis ugh, distribute his weight and land on top, right? Nice. And he lands in north south. Jimenez is, uh, you know, looking to. Uh, do something, skirts round, real fast, like, real fast, man, looks like he's going for the back, but hits a triangle, hits a triangle quick, Orchard is defending, Jimenez then attacks the arm, and suddenly, then we're kind of done, and you're just like, wait, what, what the, what the fuck just happened, Right, because we didn't see a tap. Yo, know, ref says that there was a verbal tap. Orchard is like, oh, Orchard is just like, you know, acting like he didn't tap. So it's very like little inconclusive, inconclusive, little inconclusive. Right, I mean, I think we probably had a situation like, um. When Mason Jones fought Cray Jones for the second time, um, first time at Submission Underground, because the first time was at the ACDCs. ACDCs? And I always say that shit wrong, but there, right? That was their first encounter. So then they fought the first time at Submission Underground, and, you know, there was the whole air situation kind of thing. I'm thinking this was probably something similar. Right, because Orchard, you know, I, I, I don't really think Orchard is going to be lying. But, yeah, I, I think he probably maybe let out, a, like, just a, a just some air or something. But, um, yeah, Mike Beltrain, he called it. So, our welterweight combat jiu-jitsu champion, Roberto Jimenez. And, whew. Looked sensational. Looked sensational. Was another great combat jujitsu event. It's a little pissed. Ain't gonna lie. I'm a little pissed because our next event isn't until October, right? So it's middleweight. But gotta wait till October. Come on, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. So I'm hoping there's going to be some stuff in between. Because I think there was a Combat Jiu-Jitsu Mexico event. Um, but I didn't see it. I know where that is. Right? I'm, I'm going to have to hunt around. Because I know some shit, other shit went down. 
don't know where it is. So I'm maybe I think someone told me this this shit on YouTube. I'm gonna have a hunt because I want to watch that shit. I want to watch that shit for real. But yeah, I'm hoping that um, you know, we have some other stuff. Well, I know we're gonna get some other stuff, right? Maybe another overtime event. But I know, ah, shit, I am looking forward to Medusa, son. I am looking forward to Medusa, right? I want to talk to some people about that shit. But, I don't know, we'll see what we can do, people. We will see what we can do. But what a great way to end the weekend, right? What a great way to end the goddamn weekend. Okay, people. So, we have hit that time again. Let's take a look at um, the fight news. Alright, so on the 17th of July, Jeremy Stevens throws down with Metic Gamor. Oh ho ho, people. That is a fight. Damn. Looking forward to that. And um, yeah. You know we need good fights after um, July the 10th Because that card is crazy Alright, on the 7th of August We've got Song Yadong against Casey Kenny At UFC 265 That's a good one For sure, that's a good one Then on the 21st of August Paolo Costo, he's um, not going to be fighting Jared Cannonier. It's an odd situation. Very odd. It just seems, I don't know. I get the impression that Costa wants a lot more money, which is insane after his last performance. You know what I mean? But anyway, Kelvin Gastelum is stepping in, um, which is, yeah. Awesome, and you know Gastelin, he, he wants to get those wins So, hey, that's going to be a fun one Then on the 4th of September, Charles Jordan is fighting Larone Murphy So, that, I think they're looking at that as possibly UFC 266 in London But we're waiting on confirmation of that and then on the 18th of September, Anthony Smith is fighting Ryan Spann, which, oh, that's a fun one, people. Now, this is very interesting. So on Friday, we've got Invictor's new format, well, new name, the Phoenix Tournament. Now, when it was the Phoenix series, the the draw for the first round was a was a random one, right? So they've changed it. They have changed it, and now fans vote on who they want to see fighting each other. Which interesting move, man. So Shannon Knapp had this to say. Invicta continues to innovate with the introduction of a fan match-making element for our next Phoenix tournament. Playing fantasy matchmaker is a big part of MMA fandom and we're giving fans a chance to weigh in on the opening round of a one-night tournament that will crown the new number one Invicta Atomweight contender. 
the Phoenix tournament itself is perhaps the biggest MMA innovation in years. The return of single night tournaments, open scoring, five minute fights in the quarterfinals and semifinals before the two finalists meet in a free rounder. It is a unique format and having fans vote on the initial bracketing is just another wrinkle to what we feel is the most exciting format in combat sports. I mean, they did use format a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Woo! Anyway, fan voting for the card will begin today and will finish, right? The cutoff is an hour prior to the ceremonial weigh-ins on June the 10th, which is Thursday, people. You know what I mean? So... If you want to know, you get to choose between Jessica Dalboni, Gillian DeCourcy, Katie Perez, Katie Sewell, Lindsay Van Zant, Linda Melhack, Paulina Grandos, and Tabitha Watkins. So that's your eight contenders, people. Who do you want to see fight who in that first round? Man, that's a lot of fun, right? That's a lot of fun. But people, that is us. We are done. So on Wednesday, we will be looking at UFC 263. Woo! Two title fights, people. Looking forward to it. So catch you then. Peace.